Welcome to Sustainability for the Soul. I'm your host, Craig Polhamus. This is the end of the first week of this Advent season, where we link Bible passages for the day with the Sustainable Development Goals that 193 countries have adopted to end poverty, protect the planet, and ensure prosperity for all as part of a new sustainable development agenda to be achieved by 2030. Today's Bible quotation is from Matthew chapter 9, verses 35 through 38. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogue, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and the healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them, because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. The reflection on this reading and its relationship to sustainable development is that I feel this reading is truly a call to action. Just as I was called to do this podcast, perhaps you were called to bring in the harvest. Do you think people today are also being harassed and helpless? I do. But are you willing to be a worker for Christ? Are you called to be a creation caretaker? To become a leader? A disciple? If so, use God's message to us as a filter when trying to understand this world. To bring the good news of the kingdom to the masses. Be loving in word and action. Give up fear and hopelessness. I'm reminded of a story this, oh, just last week. I was in New York City and we were taking a subway and a man in the subway stood up among the crowd with a big heavy Bible and shouting, be thankful, you need to be grateful, and soliciting people for funds. I told myself at that point, I don't want to be that guy. Yes, it's fine to be an evangelist, but don't do it in such a way that turns people off, turns people away from God. You got to meet people where they are and understand where they're coming from. There's a need to be empathetic and compassionate and listen. So with that, the question is, who am I and why am I doing this? I'm certainly not a theologian, not a priest or a minister. I am a problem solver, an architect by profession. And I felt called to this, kind of like Belushi and Dan Aykroyd and the Blues Brothers saying, I'm on a mission from God. But really, there are so many haters on the internet. Why put myself out there? There was truly a steep learning curve to learn to, to do a podcast like this. Not that it's great, but I'm getting better. There's so many obstacles to overcome. This has been a very stress-filled time in my life, as many of my friends know. But if I can do this, perhaps others may be willing to follow and do their part. 
I have such gratitude for my friends who have helped form some of my thinking. I think of a, a Lutheran theologian who leads the Bible study that I attend. A conservative friend who is a three percenter. I should explain. Uh, three percenters believe that there were only 3% of the population that was willing to take up arms against Great Britain during the Revolution. And the learning from that is that a small percentage of folks can, in fact, create great change and lead to wonderful things and also stand up and preserve that which they are willing to defend. I have an actress friend who advised me on being at ease and focusing on my audience. I was so afraid of stepping on eggshells, but in fact, that's really not the problem. I need to just focus on those who want to hear my voice and perhaps follow some suggestions of direction. I'm thankful to have a faith-filled community of like-minded people. My church, St. Lucy's, is a Catholic church in the heart of the west side of Syracuse. It's an inner city church filled with people focused on mission and sharing God's love. I have a close friend who was a former hospice chaplain, a person that I feel is filled with compassion, walking the walk. I'm thankful for a father-in-law who is a lover of life, artistic, and authentic. He was in touch with his God and was a Cumberland Presbyterian minister until he passed last year. His daughter, my sister-in-law, followed her father in ministry and is currently a college chaplain. My mother-in-law, who also passed, but she was active in her Episcopal faith and was a leader for supporting small churches in Appalachia. Another friend from camp, while not an active churchgoer, was filled with the spirit to donate over 2,300 items just this week to my church's food pantry and clothing room. There are so many others, but I'll wait to another time to include them. I have not even touched on the folks who have taught me about sustainability, for example. Think for a moment about the folks that have influenced your life and have led you here. The prayerful action for today is taken from a song. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. And where there is darkness, light. And where there is sadness, joy. O divine master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, and it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it's in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. My call to action to you, something that you can do today, is love someone today. Become the disciple Christ wants you to be. My closing blessing, I pray that you find and stay on this path 
toward a sustainable world, a world as God would find delight in, a world filled with peace, hope, and love. Wishing you, today and always, a green Christmas.